Before this episode starts, I'd like to dedicate it to the late Kenny Baker and his family. I've always been a massive fan of R2-D2 ever since we saw him rolling along the corridor of the Tentive 4 in A New Hope. I met Kenny at the first Celebration Europe and he very graciously gave me his autograph. I specifically remember him silently signing the photograph and putting motion into R2-D2. He was ill at this point, so he couldn't talk. I said thanks so much and he nodded and he smiled at me. Truly awesome man who will be dearly missed by all. Kenny Baker is and always will be R2-D2 in my eyes. God bless you, Kenny. to the Scavenger UK podcast, part of the Galaxy of Toys network. Welcome to episode 5. Yes, thank you for still downloading and listening. Your host as always, I'm Adam, and this month I'll be giving you reviews from across the galaxy. Well, namely, mine and my son's time at Celebration Europe. The usual gloating will also be present and also a few of this month's magazine reviews, of course. Most exciting, though, is the results of my Tops Attacks competition, so listen out for that one. Firstly, though, here's the news. News, 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 news. So, for this month, then, uh, there's actually quite a lot of news which is coming out. Um, obviously, you've got all of the exclusives from the Star Wars celebration, uh, namely the Kylo Ren. Jin Erso's figure was announced uh, during the Rogue One panel uh, when she was actually given to Felicity Jones uh, so very unorthodox way of actually being released but uh, yeah a good one um, her figure looks really good um, it's not too bad uh, the face needs a bit of work I think um, but yeah it's not a bad figure I just can't connect with the character at the moment so don't know what she's all about so I'm not too excited about this one uh, at the moment but she's got a cool gun um, and a cool belt as well which is pretty good uh, which comes with her uh, as well as a removable shawl type thing uh, which goes around her neck there's also uh, from Diagostini um, there's, they're releasing a build an R2 droid um, which is quite cool a magazine subscription of course uh, there's a hundred issues and it's going to cost you around £800 um, throughout the whole subscription I kind of worked out very roughly um, but it does look really really awesome he's um, movable, he moves around um, and there's lots of electronics in there as well, lights and sounds and and stuff so uh, he does look really really good um, but yeah that one is coming in maybe autumn um, that's yet to be released though if you go to Diagostini's website uh, there is currently a testing uh, period where you can uh, get these magazines so what else is new um, Entertainment Weekly uh, have just announced or just rumoured uh, that Lucasfilm and ABC are actually in talks regarding a primetime series. Uh, speculation sees this to mean a live-action series. Uh, it would be pretty amazing to canonise some of the uh, Old Republic-era 
in my opinion. Um, so that would be really, really awesome. There is also some Christmas stuff in the realm of Star Wars um, coming to Aldi, actually, um, pretty soon. Um, apparently sometime in December we will be getting uh, the Posh Paws Yoda, Darth Vader, BB-8, uh, and these are all plushies, uh, the 8-inch ones, so they're the big ones. Um, and they'll be under £10 apparently, so pretty good really. Aldi's are also going to have the Darth Vader uh, remote control blow up uh, for about £25 mark. Um, and there's also going to be BB-8 as well, so you can get your hand on those. Now these um, radio controlled uh, blow up things are uh, from Blades. Uh, you may have seen them, or they were announced at the Toy Fair uh, originally uh, in January and uh, they have been out already but Aldi's are going to get them in around December as I say so look out for those ones there. Now there are lots of other news um, relating to the celebration uh, London Film and Comic Con of course and uh, San Diego Comic Con. Um, now I'm not going to go into all of those because my colleagues over on Toy Run have already covered um, a lot of that news and uh, my, my colleague Ryan uh, has uh, a great report uh, on the last Toy Run uh, with the rest of the team there. So uh, I do urge you to uh, go over and listen to their podcast as well if uh, you are interested in all the more news from all of the other Comic Cons. Uh, they've done a great job in covering those. And that's about it for the news from me. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. So here it is, my second interview, and tonight, or rather this month, it's with a fellow fan. Not just any fan, though. This was actually a listener who uh, emailed and said how much he liked the cast, which was awesome. Um, and now it also turns out he's actually a dab hand at toy photography. So uh, I'd like to find out a bit more about him. So I'd like to introduce Imperial Sock to Scavenger UK. How are you? I'm doing well. Excellent, excellent. So we all know Imperial Sock cannot be your first name, so what is your name? Uh, it's James. Excellent. Welcome, James. Uh, good to meet you. Um, so firstly, I guess, why Imperial Sock? Um, I wanted to pick a name that had, some, had the word Imperial in it, uh, which was, uh, there you go, one half of the name was done. And uh, the other one, I just wanted to have something very random. And I was sitting on the sofa um, with my partner, and she was folding clothes uh, or doing something and she said the word sock right when I was registering the account and so I just took you know typed sock and uh, I was like yeah that, that sounds kind of fun it's definitely random as well <laughs> <laughs> yes definitely Excellent. great stuff um so you're a toy photographer then um but I mean just before we jump into the toy photography stuff um just a bit of background about you first and, and when did you actually get first get into Star Wars I got into Star Wars when I was young like everyone and uh, my my brother was about 10 years older than or 11 years older than me mm -hmm. and he had all the figures and he had uh, this you know the carry cases with uh Darth Vader and C3PO Sure. And I somehow acquired his Darth Vader case, and in the case were just a massive amount of figures. And so I started playing with them, and um, uh, my favorite toy, the one toy I remember the most, would be my um, die-cast Millennium Falcon, which is actually missing the uh, the radar dish, so it's in permanent Return of the Jedi mode. <laughs> but Star Wars, for me, has, has kind of always been there. There's no real beginning point, and the, the, and I can't 
pinpoint the exact moment that it came into my life, but um, I know that Superman and Star Wars have always uh, has always been there, and Star Trek as well, of course. Excellent, excellent. They all go hand in hand, don't they, really? Star Wars and Star Trek. Sure. Absolutely. Um, brilliant. Okay, so um, what about the toy photography then, and when did it kind of start off um, with, with Star Wars specifically, or was it something else? Growing up, I used to always want to show off uh, the action figures that I picked up at the store because I always went toy hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, whatever age I was at, when when kids were out, um, you know, chasing girls and um, uh, drinking up at parties, I was running to Target in the States or Toys R Us uh, looking for action figures. Whenever I'd pick them up, I'd bring them home, and uh, I would always have one that would open and one that I would keep. And I would open them, and I would set them up, in uh, little display areas or like um, an obvious area of the house, like a kitchen plant or the the kitchen counter, for instance. And uh, my mom would wake up, come downstairs and find, you know, an Obi-Wan Kenobi standing on the the counter staring at her with a coffee cup or, you know, Darth Vader on the grandfather clock. And it was just little touches that I just got it. I had an enjoyment with sharing the figures that way with people because it made them laugh and it made them smile when they saw them. And um, as I got older, um, and I found more figures, uh, I would just kind of pose them in little places of my uh, my apartment or my house. And when people came over, there would always be a different conflict or a fight or um, somebody holding a, a die. Um, mm-hmm. Different kinds of things would be on display in the house. And I would just change them around whenever I got bored. And it became a thing. Um, you go into the bathroom and there's you know, there's a Hulk Hogan figure on the, the, the soap dish. And... Um, <laughs> So eventually it became one of those things where I would just take pictures for my friends and I would send them around. And I'm, I'm by no means any expert or, um, you, you know, um, uh, trained in any way, but I just took, I took pictures based on what I liked. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so just recently um, I decided that I would try and uh, take some of the figures and tell stories with them. And so it evolved into taking uh, the approach that the the figures have a story to tell in whatever little setting that they're in, mm-hmm. and let's find out what that story is. Whether it's a serious story, like it's got a serious tone to it, or it's something completely delirious, like uh, droids ordering things off of eBay. So I just kind of went uh, went whatever way I wanted to with it, and popped on Instagram and saw that other folks were doing the same thing, uh, albeit in many cases much better than I, and. Um, I just said, well, I'm going to try my hand at this too, and uh, it's, I've been really well received, and uh, it's been really nice so far. So I'm very happy with it. Brilliant, yeah. Your your pictures are absolutely amazing, and and you use uh, speech bubbles and things like that um, within the photos as well. Uh, I mean, how long does it take you to put together these uh, these photos? Uh, I try to do one a day, so it, I try to keep it contained within maybe 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, setting up the figures I'll try to make it really impromptu so I'll I'll come in and look at the shelf and see um who's uh who wants to be in a picture today kind of thing mm-hmm. and um whatever figures kind of catch my attention or whatever idea I had that the the, the morning of will go into the picture and the, the location they'll set it up for me in a way and so uh the editing aspect I try and limit it so that way it doesn't look completely photoshopped. I just want to add a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I want to fix a color or enhance a, a reflection. But I, I try to leave it um, 
as authentic as possible so it looks like uh, like anyone could go out and take a picture of their toys in, in the field and make it look decent. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you, do you use any other kind of scenery at all? Or? Yeah, um, I will, when I'm outside, I'll pick up sticks and, and rocks, uh, sticks and stones, mm-hmm. um, that, uh, that are that look like logs, you know, and it's easy to find a stick that's got a contour to it that looks like a, uh, a log, because after all, a stick is basically a small tree, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, sure. um, you know, I'll take those pieces and then small pebbles from, like, the, the store, I'll collect things as I walk around, and mm-hmm. I'll just kind of set them up in areas and use the moss that's around, because moss is grass, and um, you just find different tricks to scale things, and also, you, you take great ideas from other other things you've seen in life, and... Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of mimic that and copy them, like bonsai, bonsai trees and uh, and small plants are really are really fun as well. But I use um some space walls that were produced by a company called GTP Toys. Um, I'm not getting any money from uh, saying their name, but uh, their space walls are a great feature uh, in in my photos, and uh, their versatility is just great. Because you walk in, you can throw some figures up, and you have a story inside of you know uh, a minute. Awesome, awesome. So, um, so you said about the um, the the different scales and things like that. Um, is it mostly like six inch, or do you use other lines as well? Yeah, I try to stay with six inch because you get so much detail in the figures, mm-hmm. and um, you can kind of scale against the uh, the six inch with anything else. I know there probably is some discussion to be had about that, but. You can take a six-inch figure and put it a certain distance away from uh, a five-inch or a seven-inch figure, and they'll fit. And you can fudge the rest of it, and you, you know it's it's all about having fun. Mm-hmm. So the important thing is um, it, to enjoy it. So even if I come across a, a three and a half-inch figure, or um, a three and seven, three and three-quarters-inch figure, or uh, even a two-inch blind bag Batman, I'm gonna find a way to tuck them in if I really want to. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And uh, a good example of that is also in your uh, Instagram account where you've got, uh, is it Ant-Man who's uh, um, <laughs> eyeing over a, a stormtrooper right down on the floor? I think he's being giant man at the time. Yeah, he's actually uh, he's staring down the trooper who proudly is holding his post and uh, trying to guard Ant-Man the be- or giant man the best he can. Uh, and even there I use... Um, a micro machine stormtrooper, uh, so that's going all the way down to I don't know what scale that would be. Ah, oh, um, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. I saw the um, the other X wings as well in the in the same picture. I think it was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I took them in there just uh, to make them guard something because otherwise right. they're just guarding the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was brilliant. It was a really cool one. Excellent. Um, so there was also a Hasbro Toy Photographers Competition. Did you manage to enter that at all? No, I wish I had the chance to participate in the contest, but I missed it. But oh. the, the folks who participated in that um, did an incredible job. And a lot of the photos were just so real to life. And the winner, um, I believe is uh, non underscore 1072, I believe. Uh-huh. His photo uh-huh. is amazing. It's it's a photo of um, uh, the beginning of the of the Force Awakens, where the the First Order troopers were descending on um uh, on uh, that planet, which um I can't remember right now. Jakku. And Jakku, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll get some skating for that one. But um, uh, it, it looked like he. 
I mean, I don't know how he did it, but it just, it's a gorgeous photo and uh, hats off to him. Amazing. Yeah, some of them are absolutely amazing. Was he the same guy that did the um, Rogue One? Or was that the professional guy? I think that was actually the professional guy who's known uh, for doing them all. It, it might have been, yeah. But yeah. Um, but to be fair, you know, their work, like I said, a lot of the, the photographers on Instagram that take Star Wars figure photos mm. are just brilliant. And, yeah. you know, you can't tell someone from the next, really. No, that's right. I mean, uh, you all obviously take it so seriously. And it is amazing. Um, the, the photos are absolutely amazing. So, I mean, all of the listeners uh, should check out Imperial underscore Sock on Instagram because it's amazing. Um, so, I mean, did you, uh, did you attend uh, Star Wars Celebration then? Yeah, yeah, fantastic, I did. excellent. Okay, and um, I saw actually on your Instagram account you have a little stormtrooper as well. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I spied the other day he has a camera around his neck as well. Yeah, um, I took some uh, modeling clay and uh, fashioned him a camera so when he went to Star Wars Celebration he could uh, enjoy it as much as anyone else could. And um, exactly. while he we were there, we were taking photos of the Rogue One costumes and the gentleman came up to me and he saw me with um, our little stormtrooper mm-hmm. and he said hey you need to really go see the planet Star Wars booth there's a guy there who does the exact same thing you're doing and so we're like oh that sounds fantastic so we mm-hmm. walked uh, around and we we happened upon the booth and uh, I met the gentleman who um, who was manning the booth his name is Sebastian and uh, he's a great guy I was happy to meet him, and I said, look, we have to get a picture together. And he said, yeah, absolutely. And so I pulled out of my bag uh, my little stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and he, he laughed to himself, opened up his suit coat, and uh, pulled out his stormtrooper as well. <laughs> and so, Damn. yeah, it was great. And uh, so we sat him down on the table, and uh, we posed him together, and we took a photo of the two troopers together <laughs> at uh, Comic-Con, or uh, not at Comic-Con, it's a Star Wars Celebration. So... Uh, it was really cool, and uh, his Instagram handle is uh, Stormy Seb, and, uh, a, a great, great guy. He has some excellent po- postcards and, and photographs that he takes of his Stormtrooper, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a lot of fun. Brilliant stuff. Excellent. Um, so has your Stormtrooper got a name, and does he go, like, everywhere with you then? <laughs> um, he does have a name. Uh, his name is TK... Uh, five zero ck so it's kind of like um imperial sock but yeah. a TK, tk sock is his name <laughs> um, yeah he, he's always tucked in the bag and uh he, he comes out every once in a while he has a little phone so he can stay in touch oh, great. with the internet and um if there's ever a an appropriate or even an inappropriate moment uh you know he'll he'll come on out and take a photo so he's he's always game for it that's brilliant. Excellent. Um, so, I mean, how did how did the rest of the celebration go? Did you manage to go on any of the panels or pick up any swag? No, uh, we only went one day. So mm-hmm. um, I got to watch the panels on uh, the, the stream, the live stream sure. on YouTube, uh, which was really cool. And it's a shame they take that down. They should really leave that up so people could um, people can refer to it later on. Oh, wow. But, have they taken it down? Well, they, they seem to uh, condense the stream into oh. like whatever the show was um the portions there but the, they have the whole day that they could yeah. leave live because if you walk by and you wave at the camera you know obnoxious as it is you're having fun and you yeah. might want to see yourself and show it to your you know to your folks or to your to your pets or 
whatever. Yeah, and you can't do that. No, that's right. They've actually, yeah, I remember now, actually. Yeah, I, I couldn't find that stream. Um, and they've, yeah, they've segregated everything into the individual panels now, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, so. a, that's a darn shame, that. Yeah. So, you know, but had a lot of fun. Uh, the, the Lego booth was great, uh, being mm-hmm. able to build um, build X-Wings or TIE Fighters and collect free Lego sets from them. That was awesome. Yeah. The costumes and cosplayers were brilliant. Um, the I missed the Darth Maul costume. I really wanted to see that one. Mm. But um, Is that the one with the robot legs? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, was yeah, great. absolutely. Um, I only saw that on uh, Facebook posts, actually. Um, so I didn't get to see that in the flesh, unfortunately. Yeah, wherever um, he is, I hope he's listening. That's a great costume. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. If he is, get in touch, because that'll be an awesome segment if I can do one on cosplay. That would be right, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do a bit of cosplay myself, but um, not to that sort of extent at all. But, um, yeah, no, that's pretty cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, did you did you pick up anything, any new figures at all? or? Uh, I picked up an FN2187. Cool. And um, I did put in my pre-order for a uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, who's now sitting on my desk looking at me proudly. Yay. Excellent. So, Excellent. How does the audio sound on the uh, on the recording? It's really clear. Yeah? It's very clear. The lights are nice, and um, it's a really very professional presentation of the figure. I was very impressed by it. Mm. I, I do love the box. The box is really, really nice. Yeah, it's very clean and neat. I, it's already on the shelf. It it pops mm. against the the white. Absolutely. And what's the um what's the cast of the actual figure like? Uh he looks really good. Um, you know, Hasbro's going with this new flesh tone for the for the face and head sculpts. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example would be like uh, Bespin Luke compared to the Tatooine Luke. Okay. Um, so it's it's a clear NECA kind of flesh tone. And uh, it it helps the sculpt a little bit because you're not you're not at risk for getting um, a dodgy paint job like uh, the Geisha Ray from uh, from For, uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, and um, it's very natural looking. So I like it. I'm okay with it. I accept that the action figures are gonna look like action figures to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get a really good likeness. It, um, I'm happy with it. You know, it's obviously a bonus, sure. but it's it goes along with you know how it works. You get one of the alien figures or um, a helmeted or you know a helmeted figure. You're going to get a better sculpt because you don't have to set up. They don't have to play to an expectation of mm-hmm. looking like Harrison Ford or looking like um, uh, you know Daisy Ridley, for instance. Um, sure. Though they do a good job of it, um, the factory can always kind of bungle the job. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And have you have you taken him out of the box yet, or? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Excellent. I, uh, he's sitting right here with me, um, and uh, the table's still in the box. I gotta make a, I gotta make a house for him now because it's yeah. gonna can't that, just have the table. That would be amazing if you made a little. Um, yeah, they're like an igloo, aren't they? Um, hovel. Uh, do they call it hovel or igloo or what do they call it? Uh, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a hut. A hut a with hut. an igloo on top. Of it. That's it. Yeah, hut sounds better. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Articulation-wise, how is he at that? Uh, I haven't, uh, haven't started moving him around too much, but he looks, but he looks great. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, right in line with everyone else. His head's moved up plenty bit, which is kind of cool. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Hopefully, we'll see him in uh, a lot of decent poses then uh, in future pictures. 
<laughs> Absolutely. So have you got anything else coming up? Have you thought about customization at all? or? As far as customization goes, i got a, uh, a chair I'm working on for oh. uh, Emperor Palpatine. Um, and, and then my repaints, I'll take, uh, you know, figures that I feel confident enough to to repaint, like Yoda, for instance, mm -hmm. um, Daisy, or not Daisy Ridley, but uh, basically Daisy Ridley, Ray's yeah. um, figure, I repainted her. Um, and then the, the Bandai model kits, I'll do paint jobs on those. Um, but uh, as far as uh, molding and things uh, with uh, casting or resin work, I haven't gotten down the rabbit hole on that. I'm trying to keep it really... Uh, um, trying to keep uh, the place clean, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, but but yeah, if something needs to be done, uh, like a wash on C3PO or um, you know, something needs to be made, I'm I'm more than apt to to jump in there and do it. So brilliant, awesome. Now, one other thing I haven't asked you is, what's your favorite figure line to work with? I know you've mentioned like throughout this interview, like the uh, six inch 3.75 and Bandai as well. Um, you know, what, what's your favorite line to kind of work with? SH Figure Arts has got to be the figure line that I, I love the articulation of the most. Mm. But while the articulation is simply brilliant on these figures, I do like the limited articulation of some of the Black Series figures. Okay. And it, it's because the limited articulation makes you think harder. It makes you find ways to be more expressive with the figures. So you like a challenge. It, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's a challenge. So, it, but you have a challenge on both ends because the more the more articulation you get, the more human like you have to make them. So you got to take the stiffness out of the shoulders and out of sure. the, the legs. So you got to make sure you pay attention to those things. Mm -hmm. So it's it's fun. Yeah, excellent. And uh, what would you say is the best way to maybe get into toy photography? If there's anyone listening and they want to get into this, possibly, um, what would you what would you say to them? I would say dig up your toy closet and um, grab your iPhone or your Android phone or yeah, I don't know a Polaroid camera if they still make them. Just go mm -hmm. take a picture. That's really what it is. It's all about just if you want to take a picture of the figure doing something or staring at something or, or carrying a box mm -hmm. go for it just that's the thing just do it don't think that you can't or that you know, if you go on the internet you're going to see someone doing something with a twelve thousand dollar camera in the studio mm -hmm. you know don't let that stop you go and uh, and have fun and you'll find that while you're having fun a lot of other people are enjoying your fun or having fun of their own at the same time and that that's the big part of it is to never let the the fact that you're playing with toys uh, be lost on you. Mm -hmm. and so that would be my that would be my advice would be listen to what the toys are trying to tell you because they're they're telling a story to you in some way, shape or form and um, and have fun and be a kid because that's that's something that people let go as they get older and uh, you got to hold on to it. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agreed. What's your favorite trilogy? Uh, my favorite trilogy is the original trilogy. The original trilogy, excellent. It's mm -hmm. it's mostly held quite close to people's hearts, isn't it? The original, so yeah, that's cool. It's true, the the, the original trilogy. So I just ended there. Right. No problem at all. Um, <laughs> so um, I normally ask, actually, um, this was coming from like a collector's kind of standpoint. Um, what's your most awesome find? Um, have you found any like rare figures or anything like that, or? Um, my most awesome find still goes back to, um, I think about 2000, it was in the two, late 2000s, 
during the the bloody stump Luke Skywalker uh, hunt um, back in the uh, this like the, not quite the saga collection, but uh, it, it might have been it was a three and three quarter inch figure, and it was a Luke, uh, a Bespin Luke, and there were several versions of them. Um, one with a uh, well, all involved a removable um, uh, right arm or yeah. right uh, wrist, of course, and um, they had one with um, uh, a magnetic end. Which, which had no blood, oh. one that had blood, and then um, uh, one that had blood, and then Luke was a little more beat up on the, in the face. He had some more blood, and um, they had cleaned up the versions of the figure, and um, they ended up uh, primarily releasing the one with the clean stump. They called it clean stump and bloody stump. Oh. Bloody stump was um, a version of the figure that was at the at the time very difficult to come across, and. I remember spending a lot of hours in, back at home, um, going to the stores late at night and <laughs> trying to find this figure. I remember when I finally found him, um, it, it was I, I couldn't believe it. I just I think I just reached and grabbed him from the the peg, and um, uh, never and gave a second thought to the uh, the quality of the card and all that. Wow, but that's probably my favorite um, favorite toy hunt. Find that, that that just jumps right in my mind when you ask the question. Wow. Okay. I just, you know what? I never even knew that they did the magnetic hands, so I'm gonna have to uh, check back in my uh, my my figure encyclopedia and uh, mm. yeah, have a little look at all those looks. Wicked. Excellent. Nice one. Um, and what would be your favourite piece? Your actual favourite um, favourite figure then? Uh, I'd say right now my favorite figure because it's kind of like a favorite song. You know, it's kind of like a day of the week. Um, mm -hmm. Every day it's different. So right now it's got to be my uh, my figure arts Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, figure arts Luke with a uh, uh, his little robe on. So awesome. definitely up there. I do like that one. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> and then lastly, uh, if you could choose, this is a bit kind of you know out there. Um, if you could choose your own uh, lightsaber, uh, what color would the blade be, and why? Well, see, I love the color blue, so I want to pick blue. But then Ahsoka brought in that silvery white color. Mm. Uh, I like that color, and then I also like that um, that mirror reflective one from the Clone Wars. Um, that really early lightsaber, I guess, um, that they had uh, like a like a black lightsaber, I think is what they called it. Oh, the dark saber. Dark saber, yeah. Yes, um, yes. I like that color too, but I, I, I'm gonna have to go with blue. Uh, if anything, for, uh, because of my love for Obi Wan Kenobi, <laughs> so yeah. uh, blue definitely. Brilliant. Okay. I mean, if you're interested in a dark saber, it is actually coming back in season three of Rebels, so watch out for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I had seen that. Yeah, it's coming back. Excellent. Did you see that they released um, a, a preview shot of? the first wave of the new Black Series figures for September 30th. Uh, is that Qui-Gon Jinn, um, uh, the Royal Guard? Not yet, no, not those, but um, Cassian Ander, uh, the Death Trooper, oh. uh, Kate, uh, the, um, the droid, I can't remember his name, uh, Kylo Ren, Rey, and um, uh, who's the, the last one? Oh, Jinn. Jen Arso. There's oh, a wow. photo um, that was posted on Instagram tonight, and it had a, a photo of the wave in hand. Um, Ooh. And I, these I are Black Series, are they? Black Series, yeah. They, they have the photo up on uh, 
on Forlom Tzakis and um, Jedi Temple archives, I think, and oh, wow. pretty much everywhere now. So yeah, when you get a second, pop on and have a look. Yeah. Look really nice. Well, thanks very much again for doing these questions, and uh, yeah, I'll I'll obviously speak to you again soon on uh, WhatsApp and stuff like that. I was going to send you a picture earlier, actually. Um, I got my little uh, Jar Jar out, and I was going to do him driving the car. So, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you should, uh, you, sh- you should take more of those, man. That that idea's got legs. That's, I will. Uh, that's a pretty fun idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully tweet some more about um, the uh, the Zum Zum Jar Jar on the uh, Scavenger UK Twitter handle. So uh, yeah, watch out. <laughs> definitely keep doing what you're doing because um, it's uh, it's really fun. And, you too, uh, Adam. Because your podcasts see... are great, man. Thank you so much. That's really nice of you to say. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, thanks very much uh, for chatting to me and uh, and doing this interview. And uh, it's been great to great to speak to you about this uh, simple art, it seems. So, um, so yeah, thank you very, very much. And uh, take care. Thanks, Adam. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. May the force be with you. <laughs> and also with you. This is it. <laughs> Star Wars Celebration, the big one. So I've been waiting for this for over a year, or just over the year really, um, in relation to this. I had tickets right back for when they were uh, on sale. But yeah, myself and my son uh, popped along just for the one day, unfortunately, uh, just on the Sunday. Uh, so I didn't get a chance to see all of the um, all of the panels. Uh, I was mostly listening to those and watching those uh, online. Uh, Verizon did an amazing job on those and... Uh, Is that Vodafone in the UK, possibly? I'm not sure. Um, But, yeah, they did an amazing job with all of the feeds once again. And uh, a lot, a lot of uh, big news there as well. Um, There was something released on the Rogue One panel, wasn't there? That was fun. Um, But we can't talk about that because that's spoilers um but yes uh have a little look at that they may have actually edited edited it out by now um so do try and catch it if you can um okay yeah so one of the uh big things um when we got to celebration is that uh it was obvious that uh london and the uk liked to queue um so they actually had a hall, a whole massive great big hall um, dedicated to queuing, which was quite nice. Um, so if you like queues, um, get in a line, there's lots of them. Um, so yeah, what you needed to do there was uh, get a queue, um, get in a queue, sorry, for a wristband. And once you have your wristband, you go into another queue and uh, then you get to where you're going. Um, it was pretty straightforward. Uh, it was actually very well uh, thought out and done, um, albeit a little annoying, of course. Um, as with all cons, though, um, it just seemed to be a bit oversubscribed. Um, all of the queues were made up and uh, sold out of their wristbands uh, as soon as you got there first thing in the morning. Um, there'd been people which were lining up um, from like six o'clock in the evening the previous day so uh, it was absolutely mental to try and get into any queues really 
Uh, I, in fact, went along on the Friday afternoon and uh, picked up my tickets for Sunday uh, just so that we wouldn't have to get into a, another massive queue on that day just to pick up our tickets. Um, so, yeah, I had the tickets uh, by Sunday, which was good. Uh, myself and my son got ourselves into a queue and uh, we, were, we must have been waiting there for about... 20 minutes 20 well 20 to 30 minutes um, waiting to get in um, I thought we may be able to queue up for some other wristbands and things for some uh, panels but unfortunately that wasn't the case um, so yeah that was um, a little bit uh, annoying as uh, we'd put into our um, calendar that we wanted to see lots of well not lots of a few different panels and uh, I didn't really think that they were going to be amazingly oversubscribed uh, as they were once we actually got in there though, uh, there was some great stuff. Um, my son and my, myself had uh, great fun. Just to name some of the things they actually had in the halls there, they had a family area uh, with colouring and activities and you could build your own armour, your own stormtrooper armour as well as uh, your own uh, bounty hunter helmet like uh, Boba Fett as well. Um, they even had a build your own lightsaber which was pretty cool um, obviously it wasn't uh, out of metal or uh, even plastic or anything like that it was just uh, the old cardboard stuff but it was still pretty good fun anyway uh, Lego did their part for family fun as well uh, so for every X-Wing and TIE Fighter that your little one actually put together and made and they put them up on a great big wall and that looked really good um, they were actually giving away one of the little micro fighter sets sorry not the micro fighters it was actually the um, <laughs> the mini mini sets um, I don't really know what sort of size they're called um, but they are the smaller ones which don't fit the um, they don't fit the Lego figures at all. Uh, they are just kind of static, and uh, you've got the tiny little triangular pieces as the cockpits. Uh, so you just understand how uh, how small they really are from that. There were actually four to choose from: the Star Destroyer, Tie Fighter, an A-wing, and Kylo Ren shuttle. And we actually managed to do this twice during the day, actually, and got an, an A-Wing, which is really cool, and Kylo Ren Shuttle. So my son was really happy. Uh, he's a dark sider. He loves everything dark side. Uh, so, yeah, he was very, very happy with that. All of the major book publishers were also present uh, with some amazing deals for just for the show. Uh, Egmont had a great turnout. They had uh, the line of uh, Build an Atat or R2 models. Uh, and of course their kids readers Star Wars adventure books uh, of which they are now four main books uh, as well as the one pound book day prequel kind of book as well so uh, I think you can still get that on Amazon so have a little look I'll get my son to uh, to to speak about those as well in a bit um, DK also had their newest edition um, of Star Wars books and it's uh, Star Wars build an adventure Abrams and Chronicle also had their uh, new graphics books, um, which were pretty awesome. I got uh, one of those to review some time ago, and I reviewed it over on the podcast. Um, I think it was episode three, I think it was. Um, they also had Learn to Speak Wookie books and uh, Learn to Speak Droid, and the rest of the amazing lineup for the Topps trading card books on offer. Um, and also those were at great discounted prices as well. 
Um, Penguin Random House uh, books were also uh, full of the new two amazing books, uh, Bloodline uh, from Claudia Gray and Chuck Wendig's uh, Aftermath book two, which is called Life Debt. There was also apparently an exclusive limited edition cover of Life Debt, but sadly, as I only attended the Sunday, I never got a look in on that one because I think they're all sold out on the Saturday or the Friday. For figures and memorabilia, uh, you had to look no further than Forbidden Planet. Uh, they were, I believe, the, the biggest seller of all of the figures and the 6-inch and uh, the comics as well. Uh, they had some great, amazing stuff there. Um, obviously, there were lots of other stalls uh, at the convention, as I say, um, which had their other items like vintage figures, Power of the Force, uh, figures from across all the other films. Um, but Forbidden Planet was where they showcased uh, the very first Rogue One uh, Black Series uh, figure, as I said earlier, the Jyn Erso one, uh, after it was released on the panel. She looks very cool, uh, as I say. Um, nice cast. Unlike Leia, which was in the white gown and apparently uh, actually got taken out of the uh, of the glass case uh, because she looked like a um, constipated monkey, apparently. Whatever one of those looks like. Everyone had to queue uh, in the morning to get a special ticket to actually get the exclusive Black Series Kylo Ren. Uh, it's a big uh, box set which actually included Kylo Ren along with his lightsaber of course, uh, Darth Vader's melted helmet and uh, Kylo Ren's helmet. There's also a stand with a First Order flag on it as well. Now. This one uh, you had to line up for in the morning, as I say, and then you had to go back to Forbidden Planet, Planet a few hours later. However, what they didn't want you to know was that apparently, I'm not sure if they did it on any of the other days, but Forbidden Planet were actually giving out 40 Kylo Rens um, per hour from 2pm. So if you lined up, you could actually just get one. Um, from two o'clock um, if you were one of those 40 and that's without one of these special tickets so myself and my son uh, started to line up for one because we thought you know that would be pretty cool uh, my son likes Kylo Ren so uh, yeah we thought we'd line up about 30 minutes in my son was getting proper bored um, I was trying to give him uh, get him to play the new Lego Force Awakens game on my mobile so uh, he was having an awesome uh, time playing that and it is amazing uh, that game um, anyway a lovely lady saw us in the queue and uh, must have decided that she didn't really need a Kylo um, because bless her she actually gave her ticket to us uh, which meant that we could come straight out of that queue and into the special queue uh, to get a Kylo Ren so thanks again that kind lady who gave us her uh, ticket that was amazing on to Jack's Pacific, um, they had an awesome, awesome, awesome R2-D2, uh, which actually wobbles like in the movies, so when he's really excited, he wobbles from side to side. Um, there's also a massive BB-8, um, but he actually had no electrics, uh, which was a bit sad. Um, you could open up a hatch, and you would pull out his arm to reveal the thumbs-up lighter. Um, it's a really cool feature, actually, but I just wish there was some kind of element of electrics there. would have been good if it at least like, lit up or something like that, or even if the... Um, even if the thumb itself, or sorry, even if the lighter itself actually popped out 
um, that would have been that would have been good as as soon as you open up the hatch maybe it could have sprung out um, so yeah that was a bit that was a bit sad um, but yeah they also had the uh, the chrome looking um, phasma and uh, I believe some of the other uh, Jacks Pacific items were uh, reviewed on the toy run uh, so do have a little listen to that one. Diagosti helmets, uh, the helmet collection also had an amazing array um, so I will talk about that in just a moment when I cover the uh, gloating feature so listen out for that one. Myself and my son also took some time to visit Fantasy Flight Games and although we've actually been playing the X-Wing Miniatures game with the simple rules for quite some time uh, I thought it was about time that we actually learned the other rules. So the guys on the tables were so helpful and now myself and my son uh, want to get going with using the action cards uh, and extra counters that you can have. So baby steps as it were. We also got to see the ghost in um, in real life as it were out of the box. Um, they were in the uh, cabinets there so we could have a little look with all the bright lights on them. They looked absolutely beautiful. Um, or the Phantom was also there as well, of course. Um, my personal favourite, though, from the newest of these ships uh, is the ARC-170 Clone Fighter, um, which can utilise backward-facing guns, which is pretty exciting for such a small ship. So I'm hoping when that comes out, I will be picking up a couple of those at least. So to go through all of the stalls would obviously take me forever, so I'll just say that there were also tons of other stalls uh, selling vintage to modern Star Wars toys, carded and non, from as cheap as about £4 and then upwards. Uh, there was also a few others which were blatantly there to make a quick buck on unsuspecting customers. Um, for example, there was a stall there selling the exclusive Kylo Ren for £100. So... Yeah, just watch out when you go to these cons. There are some people who are there to con you. <laughs> the irony. Um, so, yeah, just watch out for those. In terms of panels, uh, there was a stream of the Rogue One panel, as I said uh, earlier. And uh, this was extremely fun to watch, uh, as a few big spoilers came out of it. Namely, who actually dies uh, and the origin of a new character apparently so uh, I'll let you check those out anyway uh, I bet some wrists were actually slapped after that one costumes unfortunately I didn't manage to see the Rogue One costumes up close at the show as the queues were absolutely immense from what I did see though which was uh, quite a bit in fact because uh, it was behind roped uh, roped gates as it were so you could you could even use your your phone and zoom up uh, and have a look at the uh, costumes that way if you really wanted to but essentially, there was some good stuff there. Uh, all the new costumes for the Rogue One uh, film were also there. There was uh, also some models there. Um, I believe Ryan has actually put on some pictures on the um, Galaxy of Toys Network Facebook page. <sighs> Diet Coke break. Whew. From what I did see as well, uh, the little band of rebels uh, are just that. They look like they literally just jumped ship uh, from a Star Destroyer and grabbed a few Alliance blasters. Very, very Star Wars-y, um, and they were very lived in, uh, which is obviously Star Wars. 
The fan costumes, of course, were also absolutely amazing throughout the weekend. Um, I saw tons of photos on Facebook uh, and also some amazing costumes there on the Sunday as well. Uh, just a few to mention, there was uh, a guy in a big... Um, Darth Maul costume which actually had the big robot legs so he was up on stilts um, that's absolutely amazing I can't imagine how uh, these people actually get so creative um, it would be amazing absolutely amazing to speak to uh, one or two of you um, if anyone wanted to be uh, interviewed or just come on uh, to the show and talk about what they do in terms of cosplay that would be brilliant um, so yeah please do get in touch uh, if you would like to uh, speak to me about it all uh, there was also a massive creature uh, from The Force Awakens. Uh, it's actually the guy in yellow who some people were saying was a uh, Trandoshan. Um, uh, he's the one who is laying down with the girl in black who then goes off and says, The droid is here. Or something like that in... Yes, uh... yeah. Yeah, just like that. There are also lots of Jedi. And some other great Maws and Vaders as well, which looked awesome. Uh, the Rebel Legion and the 501st, Mando Mercs and, of course, some overseas costume clubs uh, also made awesome appearances uh, and featured some brilliant, brilliant photo ops for fans. Uh, Planet Star Wars, I believe, had a BB-8, uh, which you could get a, fit, uh, get a picture with, and also the Emperor... Uh, was also there for uh, their tables as well so you could get a picture with the Emperor. Another couple of like more random uh, tables uh, there was a company called Amscan uh, and they actually do all of the uh, balloons for uh, Clinton cards and Hallmark uh, and all of those sort of places. Uh, they were actually giving away a free blow-up Kylo Ren lightsaber with every purchase which was pretty cool. Uh, they had some of the big Kylo Ren blow up figures and um, they'd actually run out of those ones uh, but they had for some reason tons of the lightsabers still uh, so yeah they were giving away those with every purchase and uh, I believe the lowest purchase that you can actually get was a little uh, lollipop looking Star Wars balloon uh, and that was only £2 so you could have picked up one of those and a blow up uh, Kylo Ren lightsaber for the £2 so I did say it as well on a previous episode um, with reference to Madame Tussauds uh, when the BB-8 figure was um, released that Ray would soon join him uh, and this is now the case. She was unveiled uh, during the convention and uh, she looks amazing. Um, so you need to go to uh, Madame Tussauds and check out their Star Wars display. Uh, now it's got a little bit bigger with Ray. So now you can get a picture taken with her, and I definitely want to go. So then we get to the details of all the swag which I managed to pick up. Um, so during the con, there were lots and lots of okay, there were lots and lots of posters uh, which were free. Um, so I picked up a load of those. Um, there was also what else did I pick up? Okay, so I picked up the Kylo Ren exclusive. Uh, we got the Lego, uh, the Lego packs uh, from the Lego store. There, I managed to pick up a prototype Boba Fett Hot Wheels car, 
uh, which was really good. It's in, in a nice little protective case as well from Mattel. Um, so I was very proud to get one of those. Also has the Star Wars Celebration logo on there, which is uh, also quite nice. Um, my son has kind of fallen in love with the um, First Order Flame Trooper, so I managed to pick up one of those from Forbidden Planet, uh, as well as picking up myself a, uh, a fin uh, from Forbidden Planet as well. And you can see uh, some of my Twitter um, pictures um, for at scavenger uk uh, you can check those out uh, my son also wanted the uh, star wars battle stations activity book and model where you can make your own at at uh, so i picked up one of those for him uh, we got some postcards from uh, dk which was pretty awesome and uh, i also picked up the first issue of the force awakens as a comic version from uh, Marvel Comics. Then lastly, I also um, managed to pick up the uh, official lanyard, uh, which was a Darth Vader lanyard. So it's the uh, lightsaber on the end of it, um, which holds the, uh, the pass. And then uh, that's obviously a red lanyard, but you, if you actually went into the uh, Celebration store, you could pick up the blue version, which was Luke Skywalker's or... Anakin's lightsaber uh, from A New Hope so uh, so yeah that was pretty awesome as well uh, now the passes themselves are a souvenir of course um, so Chewbacca was the adult Sunday pass and my son actually got the child version for Sunday um, which was Sabine so the pictures themselves are absolutely awesome I'm going to find out who the uh, artist is and hopefully have a little word with them in the future um, regarding their artwork because they are absolutely amazing um, also lastly I managed to pick up uh, from the celebration store a Lothcat for my daughter uh, so she's three and loves anything that's cuddly so uh, bless her I bought uh, a Lothcat it's one of the uh, tiger versions uh, you can actually get a, uh, a snowy sort of one as well and, and that one is completely white so very very cute um, so if you didn't pick one up shame on you they are amazing and very very cute um, also then lastly I also picked up a Celebration Europe uh, t-shirt uh, which is yet to be delivered from uh, from the States in fact uh, because they ran out um, when they were all sent over uh, and that's it really for my swag I can't remember what else I've got um, staring at a picture here um, obviously there was a few other uh, like bookmarks and things like that that you pick up from people amazing artists were there absolutely amazing artists um, so yeah if you do uh, go to any of these cons do pick up the bookmarks and things like that because they're really really cool um, my son likes bookmarks anyway he's definitely a good reader again there is an amazing um, review of Star Wars Celebration from Ryan uh, over on the main show so again download that he's, he's done a great review and uh, they've asked uh, they've asked Ryan loads of questions the guys on the podcast so uh, yeah it's a really good interview there as well uh, with Ryan There was, uh, there was so much that I did see, but there was even more that I did unfortunately miss. Um, I missed out on the uh, on the props, uh, the prop shop, 
the really really expensive like Kylo Ren helmet and the melted Darth Vader helmet and the lightsabers um, I didn't even go in there because the lines were just absolutely um, like immense um, so there was just uh, I mean I was with a seven-year-old so it was really really difficult uh, to actually get into these queues um, or rather stay in the queues because uh, he just got so bored um, I was trying to you know uh, give him my phone to let him play stuff um, but uh, yeah there's only so much that you can do at these cons unfortunately um, for a seven-year-old it can be pretty boring if you are just uh, lining up in queues all the time uh, saying that though an amazing time really really good fun and uh, I hope it does come back to London again because uh, uh, I'm not going to be able to get over to Orlando uh, next year or probably and any other time over um, over the next couple of years uh, to America. So, um, so yeah, I do hope it comes back to London soon. What's that? The official Star Wars Helmet Collection. A unique series of 1 to 5 scale replica helmets from the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe. Each helmet is faithfully reproduced in stunning detail with its own display case and stand, along with a fascinating magazine exploring each character's story. The Star Wars Helmet Collection is at newsagents now with your first helmet, Darth Vader, for $1.99. Diagostini. Indeed, indeed. So this is uh, one of my favourite uh, segments, in fact. Uh, obviously, Diagosti helmets, you just heard the uh, advert there um, so firstly issue 12 is the Imperial Gunner and um, this one is obviously all in black um, really nice design uh, very strange design in fact and quite oversized uh, in terms of you know um, what a human head uh, looks like with this uh, over the top of it um, they are they were designed to uh, look quite menacing and uh, for me it is, as I say, one of the more stranger-looking helmets, uh, and it would be awesome to see what's actually going on under the hood, and now we actually do get that chance to take a look. Um, so the actual model itself uh, is obviously plastic as normal, no moving parts on this one, um, really nice design, there's also a metal rod, um, a bit like a needle really, um, which comes out the top of it like the antenna, and um, inside the magazine uh, you get a really nice uh, representation in the middle um, pages again. Obviously, um, in every one of these magazines, you do get that data bank, uh, and this time it's going from apparently Cos to Dag, um, which are the Kosians. Um, there was a, there you go, Jedi Master Terras Inube um, was a Kosian, and he was the guy with a walking stick and a white lightsaber. He's the one who made white lightsabers canon in the uh, Clone Wars series. Um, so yeah, he's in here. So there's a little bit about the Kosians. Um, does all starships, droids, aliens and uh, humans and vehicles, of course. And uh, finishes up with Dagobah, of course, the DAG. Um, there's also D-Squad as well, which is a really good read um, with reference to, uh, again, Clone Wars. And... Um, Oh, what's the guy's name? General Gaskin. That's him. He's a frog one. I can't do a decent impression of him, but it's something like this. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that was really good. Uh, please ignore my really bad 
uh, impression there. If you like it, let me know. Um, anyway, the Imperial Gunner himself. Okay, so um, does give you a little brief history uh, about him and a nice little uh, holocron kind of um, height of uh, the Imperial Gunners and their, some of their skills, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, this opens up to a really nice kind of half view and then a, uh, a back view as well and detailing uh, all the bits and pieces of the uh, helmet itself like the shielding and the aerodynamics and it actually has a reason for it which is really nice um, so yeah you do get to learn why it looks the way it looks um, transceivers on the side apparently and uh, yeah really nice uh, images there um, also goes into a bit about the weapons that the Imperial Gunners use and uh, the uh, technology that they get to play with as well uh, which is really good. Uh, let's see what else have we got here. Um, there's also doo -doo -doo, about the Genosians. Uh, Genosians? Genosians? Hmm. Don't know. Answers on the postcard. Um, and then lastly, about the Death Star project and uh, kind of details a bit about this scene from uh, Revenge of the. No, no, not Revenge of the Sith. It was uh, Attack of the Clones, wasn't it? It was at the end of that one. So, um, so yeah, really good stuff. And, uh, oh, finally, sorry, um, is actually with reference to the ultimate weapon, of course, the Imperial Gunner's um, job, really, uh, to press that button and uh, blow up Alderaan. So there's a bit about them as well. Uh, and then on the back, uh, obviously, uh, talks about the next issue, which is issue 13. And that's a nice little segue into the next helmet. Um, so yeah, the Naboo Pilot um, is actually issue 13. Um, and this one um, is not actually the, the pilot helmet that I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Um, when I thought of the uh, Naboo Pilot helmet, I actually thought of the one which... Uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, had to put on when he was in the Naboo Starfighter. Now this one would have had the uh, the goggles, uh, I believe, and the one that's actually pictured in the model that it's actually based out of um, is actually the one from, if you remember, right at the beginning of Attack of the Clones when uh, Padme is, uh, she's got her, uh, not her clone, her handmaiden uh, dressed up like her um, in a uh, in the gown as it were and uh, she lands and then obviously the, the bomb goes off she dies and then out comes Padme from a Naboo starfighter with her helmet on and this is the full kind of face mask helmet uh, in fact which covers up the mouth uh, and has the orange visor it is actually a really good representation of the uh, of the prop, uh, the actual uh, helmet that they used in the film. Uh, it's really nice. Um, again, no moving parts, um, but it does look really cool. Uh, and then onto the comic, um, onto the comic, onto the magazine itself. Um, again, gives you a nice little rundown of the data bank, and this time it is uh, Dam to Dell, um, which actually includes Poe Dameron. And uh, figuring Dan of the modal notes, which is good. Uh, Dan Tween, etc., etc. Uh, the Dark Saber is also in here as well, which is quite cool. Uh, so you can read up about all of those uh, weapons and technology as well. Dijaric Hollow Chess is also in there, which is also 
one of my favourite things from Star Wars. Um, then it goes on to talk about the actual Naboo pilots themselves. There's, a, again, a nice little brief history, uh, Holocron based on their skills and all that sort of stuff. Um, on the inside, there is, again, a nice little cutaway of the helmet itself uh, and some details about the actual uh, fighters themselves. And the infamous uh, pilot Rick Olay is also uh, detailed in there and a bit of his backstory. Um, again, uh, it does have a nice little cutaway, as I said, uh, with reference to you know what all the bits of the helmet actually does. Uh, like the uh, now, this actually says welded plates um, for safety, obviously. So if they crash, they don't get hurt. Um, communicators as well, and uh, supplementary oxygen hookups, apparently. So, uh, yeah, there's also a breakdown about the actual pilot's uniform and the uh, N1 Starfighter, Naboo Starfighter as well. Um, then there's it also goes on to talk about the Gungan Grand Army. Um, it talks about all of those and their defences and their weapons and things. Um, goes on to the actual battle for Naboo as well, and a nice little timeline as there always is. And then lastly is oh lastly is actually the battle for Naboo. Um, so really good stuff. Now, issue 14 includes the ATST pilot. Um, so it was recently um, we were recently all informed that uh, the ATATs, uh, as they are actually called, um, are called ATATs. They're not ATATs, um, but the ATSTs, I can't imagine them ever being called AT. Yeah, so um, I've learned to call them ATSTs. Anyway, um, there's one of them guys uh, as the pilot, and this is basically a bucket. Um, sorry about the ticking if you can hear it. There you go. Um, so, yeah, this is basically a bucket helmet. Um, really, really simple helmet. Um, not very extravagant, um, but there's some really nice ones coming up in the forthcoming issues which actually include Anakin Skywalker's pod racer helmet, Django Fett, we've already seen Boba Fett previously, um, Lando Calrissian Palace Guard is a bit of a cop-out, I think. Um, it's not amazing as a helmet, um, but, you know, it's you know quite designery. Looks, looks quite funky, I suppose. Um, and then one of my favourites, we've got the Commander Cody helmet, uh, which is pretty good. Still haven't got the uh, clone helmet as yet, so that's actually to come in future helmets, I'm sure. Now, when I went to um, Star Wars Celebration as well, um, I actually spoke to the Diagostini team. Um, very nice they were. Um, they actually had a massive display of all of the helmets that they have uh, in the running at the moment. Um, so there's tons and tons there. Um, well, it seems like tons and tons. Um, so we actually learnt that the upcoming helmets, some of those, uh, actually include Captain Phasma, um, which is pretty cool. There's uh, one of my personal favourites, the ARC-160 uh, pilots um, helmet. The B-Wing pilot from the original series, the A-Wing pilot from the original series as well. And there's also numerous clone troopers uh, helmets as well, obviously, um, like the old scout trooper, scout clone troopers and um, all of those. Um, I would also like to apologise uh, that I didn't get more pictures 
at Star Wars Celebration. I was a bit overwhelmed at this point, uh, chatting to the Diagostini team, and I couldn't get any pictures, unfortunately. Um, but there will also be coming up uh, the Blue Senate Guard, um, which actually goes quite nicely with the Red Imperial Guard, which was, I believe, last month's, uh, or one of last month's uh, helmets. So um, that one will look really, really nice. Uh, they did have, as I say, uh, that in a glass case as well. So we do get to see, or we did get to see lots of those. Um, they did also hint that they are having to finalise a lot of the newer helmets as well um, from Rogue One and The Force Awakens. Um, and personally, I'm actually hoping to see a nice helmet for Captain Ethero. Um, Ethero? can't remember how it's spelt now. Um, but yeah, he's the red guy that Finn uh, was going to go off with uh, when, uh, when he was ditching. Han Solo and Rey, uh, just before Rey got taken. So, uh, so yeah, do uh, take a look at Force Awakens again. Take a look at um, Captain's or the Captain's helmet. Uh, that is a really nice one. That's pretty much it from the uh, D'Agostini helmet collection uh, this month. Uh, stay tuned, obviously, uh, for next episode, and I'll have that ATST pilot as well as uh, one of those other four which I mentioned, uh, the Anakin. Skywalker Pod Racer, the Django Fett, Lando Calrissian Palace Guard, and uh, Commander Cody. Hi, this is Neil and Rachel from Eurosabers. Please like us on Facebook and help support our upcoming campaign. You're listening to the Scavenger UK podcast. Right, next up, magazine reviews. So, first up, we have Star Wars Adventures. Um, so, first of all, the freebies on the front. Um, an orange water pump squirter type thing uh, for the summer days in the garden with barbecues and beer, of course. Yeah. Um, okay, what else have we got? Uh, some Star Wars stickers uh, for the official sticker book as well. And also an elastic flyer. So, one of those things that you pull back on the elastic band and then it flies across the room smashes something um anyway um nothing really super amazing there but pretty fun for the kids of course um the cover boasts the coolest droids ever uh, so nice to see them getting a little love and not just the standard c-3po and r2d2 uh, inside the mag, there's an awesome rundown of the roleplay toys uh, for some of the Star Wars characters. Uh, Kylo Ren's helmet, the Stormtrooper's helmet, um, the infamous Chewie's mask, and obviously their respective weapons, the lightsabers and the blasters. Um, and for Rey, they've actually listed her Nerf-type blaster, uh, as well as the hero lightsaber, of course. Uh, but this blaster, I mean, who to date has actually seen these in the shops? Anyone? If you can, please let me know um, if you have seen them in the shops because I've not at the moment. And it's been quite annoying because it's a pretty cool design of a blaster. Um, there's also Han Solo's water gun, of course, uh, that is a bit oversized, I believe. Um, and I've only seen that in a Toys R Us uh, once, never seen again. Uh, so let me know if you've seen any of those. That would be pretty cool to know. Uh, there's also a top 10 moments for Han Solo, uh, which nearly brought me to tears, if I'm honest. Um, lots of puzzles. Uh, the actual comic, um, it's, it's one of the Legends comics again. Um, and it's actually really sad, um, because these comics were really quite brilliant 
this one actually details uh, that Han Solo's mother's name was Jaina, who actually just won the poll for Hasbro's Black series, by the way. Um, so we will get to see her in figure form pretty soon. Um, anyway, Han the Swindler again, obviously, um, gets himself into trouble and gets himself out. There's also a nice review of all of these Star Wars adventure books uh, written by Kevin Scott and Tom Huddleston, uh, not to be confused with Loki from the Marvel movies. That's Tim Hiddleston. No, Tim Huddleston? Tim Huddle... I don't know. Some other guy. Anyway, it's not him. Uh, these are awesome. Um, me and my son are currently reading the first one, so I'll review them as soon as we're done, of course. Uh, there's also more puzzles, and of course there's a competition for Star Wars The Freemakers Lego. Lastly, uh, the coolest droids feature, and surprisingly BB-8 is actually in first place. I'm glad that IG-88 also made it into the sixth. Um, last place evidently, um, but he should have been made canon, I've always thought that. Um, he's only referenced, I believe. Um, and then obviously written into Legends in uh, in future. Uh, but he was referenced in uh, Star Wars uh, when Han Solo says uh, a trip to Ord Mandel and bumping into a bounty hunter changed his mind, apparently. So then he had to get off of Hoth. Um, and then the rest is history, of course. Um, so yes, what else we got here? Uh, there's also stickers uh, included with the magazine as well, so a lot of pretty cool stuff. Um, I always take these magazines actually on trips, um, and they always keep my son quiet. They're really, really good, um, really interactive for the kids, and there's tons of puzzles, as I've said. Um, so yeah, they are really, really good. Um, Star Wars Adventures is 4.99, and this particular issue um, first went out on the 10th of August, and is available up until the 13th of September. Okay, so next up is the Star Wars Rebels magazine, and this one has um, two lots of gifts actually with this one. Um, now unfortunately I have noticed that this magazine likes to recycle and reissue their gifts. Um, so there's the dart shooter which I'm sure was um, possibly in issue one maybe. Um, there's a flying disc as well in the same pack, uh, and there's an elastic band flinging planes you know like uh, like we've just spoken about in the Star Wars adventures really same sort of thing bit disappointing on the gifts but you know let's hope that Martin Fisher has given us some awesome comic uh, as standard um, so yeah I mean as, as soon as you uh, open the page there's a, there's a puzzle and then the next page is the comic so this one is called the gangsters of Galzez and uh, it is a good one it brings with it echoes of the prequels as well uh, and this one actually sees the rebels crash land on a planet and there's a team of Doug pirates yeah do you remember the Dugs and Sebulba so yeah there's a team of uh, Sebulbas running about and uh, they actually uh, create a hostage situation a little bit later um, which the rebels then have to obviously get themselves out of uh, which is pretty cool 
Um, pretty good stuff as always. Uh, there's all, also more puzzles. Uh, you can also win Star Wars toys, the lightsabers and the figures. And there's also an amazing Ahsoka poster in there as well. We all love Ahsoka. Um, and after the uh, Rebels finale, um, Rebels season 2 finale, uh, we hope that she is going to be back. Um, more puzzles and uh, in the back teases a Lando comic for the next issue. Um, so this Rebels magazine is 3 99 and uh, was also issued on the 10th of August and is in shops until the 20th of September. Okay, so just a few points uh, with reference to sales uh, this month. So it seems like Star Wars The Force Awakens is finally being given the big shove in Disney stores as well as the big supermarkets uh, to make way for all of the new stock which is going to be released on 30th of September. Uh, this has been confirmed by Hasbro. Uh, not necessarily a Force Friday, um, there's still confirmation of that to come from Disney, uh, but definitely the new stuff is going to release on the 30th of September. Um, so as I say, uh, there are sales in uh, the big supermarkets. Uh, the single figures in Tesco's uh, of the 3.75 range are currently £2.50 and also the builder weapon packs are now £5.50. So get in those while you still can, while they're still lasting there. Uh, over in the Disney store, uh, they're also starting to reduce the first wave of die-cast elite figures um, with Finn in Jakku costume now down to 5.95. I'm sure some of the others will also follow suit as a recent trip to the flagship store saw only three pegs of 3.75 figures. Uh, the big interactive Vader and Kylo Ren's, um, these are the 99 pound ones, are also now down to 29 pound 95. So a really big reduction there. So as I say, if you can get those, get them while you can. Anything else? Yes, always. Uh, this month I'd like to bring to your attention Eurosabers. So if you've ever wanted to become a Jedi, uh, with all the new films coming out, now is the best time to do so. Eurosabers are the new lifeline for saber enthusiasts in the UK and Europe. Um, previously it's only been through imported companies in the US uh, to have your own saber with light and sound, uh, but not anymore. Eurosabers will soon start their campaign on Indiegogo, which will enable them to machine and sell customizable saber parts and electronics, which will be everything you need to construct your own lightsaber. Hopefully, by the time this episode goes out, the Indiegogo will already be live, uh, but do keep checking. Uh, because the owners Neil and Rachel, uh, from whom you heard a little of earlier, uh, are making sure that everything is perfect before they actually go live. So Eurosabers, please check them out on Indiegogo. Okay, so it's the end of the show again and I must apologise. I do try and keep these episodes to about an hour, but I have gone over a little uh, due to the celebration report. Um, I didn't get a chance to tell you all about the new Series 3 Topps Trading Card Book, uh, which has awesome original card graphics uh, for every one of the cards, so you can see the front and the back on them. So it's an awesome coffee table read. Uh, I will actually be reviewing this fully on my blog, which is www 
www.daswillycall.blogspot.co.uk Now, more importantly, I did also forget to mention the winner of my tops competition. Um, so I have put you all into a spreadsheet and um, I have a randomizer on my screen at the moment. Uh, so all there was actually uh, 44 of you which liked and um, retweeted however there was 48 likes on there so I thought I may as well go with the more ones um, so I've just gone with the 48 so I've popped you all onto the um, onto a spreadsheet and I'm now going to hit a randomizer and the number is 17 so let's just go back to my uh, spreadsheet here and the winner is Mia so uh, I've only got the first name there the Twitter is at Mia underscore UK underscore so I will be contacting you Mia to get your address uh, and details to send you over those prizes of the TOPS trading card competition so stay tuned next month uh, for a new competition um, with more goodies thanks very much may the force be with you laters